What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Dirty Blondes. This week, I'm going to talk about texting etiquette when it comes to dating apps. A couple weeks ago, my therapist asked me for an update on my dating life, and I had mentioned my whole Mercury retrograde debacle with all the random guys who were texting me who weren't saved in my phone. And she questioned why I don't keep people in my phone. So I explained to her that I'm very quick to delete guys out of my phone, especially the ones who I haven't met in person and the conversation just kind of died or the ones who I have met in person and I never heard from them again. I just don't see the point in holding on to people's numbers if we haven't talked in months. And she mentioned that in general, she noticed that there's really no good general etiquette when it comes to texting. And I mentioned, I think it's probably even worse when it comes to dating apps. I definitely feel like my texting style has evolved over the years. I totally used to be that person who would respond right away to everyone because I hated having notifications on my phone. And it honestly was a form of anxiety for me because I hated leaving people hanging and I tried making myself available to everyone at any given time. But as I've gotten older, I have tried to set different boundaries and give different people the appropriate level of accessibility to me. My texting habits and availability have drastically changed and are different from person to person. Now, if you're single or newly dating and you get anxious about people's response times, then there's probably a deeper rooted issue that you have to look into and try to correct. When I first started dating again, I would absolutely drive myself crazy if guys didn't respond to me in what I thought was an appropriate amount of time. And for me, that was right away because that's how I would respond. So I would obsessively check my phone or find an excuse to text them again. And then I would start analyzing what I said or wonder if they're ghosting me and so on and so on. I would just completely completely spiral for no reason. And it became really unhealthy behavior because any guy I wanted a chance with, I would do this negative repeated behavior. And one day I finally had to look at myself in the mirror and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you acting this way? Why can't you just act normal like the rest of your single friends who have better luck with guys? Like what the fuck is going on? And when I really started to dissect the reasons as to why I was having anxiety over guys not texting me back for hours, I realized it all circled back to the horrible roller coaster relationship I had with my ex. For those of you who are new listeners, my ex and I were together on and off for 10 years. We met when I was 19 and he was 39 and our relationship was mainly long distance. So there was a lot about him that I wasn't aware of right away and I didn't witness firsthand. So during our relationship, I found out that he was bipolar. He had alcohol and drug addictions. He had PTSD and he was also a pathological liar. I personally think that he also might have been borderline schizophrenic and he definitely had narcissistic behavior on top of that. So Good job, Stephanie, for really picking a fucking winner and sticking it out for a decade. (laughs) So I cannot even begin to guess the amount of times I had to call the police to do a welfare check or have them send an ambulance because I figured out he was overdosing or whatever the case was. So because I was used to dealing with the constant worry of him being unresponsive or dead, it caused this anxiety in me that didn't end when our relationship did. I carried that level of anxiousness and fear with me into every new guy I met. And I can only imagine how cringy and crazy I seemed to some of these guys now that I think back on my behaviors. And God bless my friends because they had to listen to me spiral and obsess over these guys who I probably really didn't even have a chance with or shouldn't have been dating in the first place. Now, obviously, the reason for my anxiety is an extreme case, but I think it's safe to say that a majority of people on this planet have some type of trauma or PTSD or trust issues when it comes to ex-partners, lovers, whatever you call them. And sometimes all it takes is one person to derail your confidence and self-esteem, which obviously can link back to anxiety issues. 
But I urge you to look a little deeper as to why you're feeling the way that you are so you don't look needy and insane like I did when I was in my 20s. I think more people need to hold themselves accountable and work through their anxieties and triggers. Just because someone hurt you in the past or caused emotional damage in your life, it doesn't mean that every person who you date moving forward is responsible to walk on eggshells around you or completely change their behavior to make you feel more comfortable. And to be clear, anxiety doesn't completely go away. There are definitely times recently even where I have experienced some type of anxiety with a couple different guys that I was really into just because I got into my head and I started overthinking and I drove myself nuts. But being self-aware and really trying to hold myself accountable and correcting my behaviors has really helped reduce my anxiety in this area of my life immensely. I just have to actively remind myself that even if they are ghosting me or losing interest, it's not the end of the world. And there are plenty of options out there. So if one situation with a guy doesn't work out, then big fucking deal. You know, it's it's really not that serious. So here are some tips that have worked for me when it comes to texting rules and dealing with the anxiety of it all. I'm not saying that these are going to work for every person in every situation, but I feel like I'm in a better place with my anxiety and with my communication. So hopefully this will help some of you guys, or at least put some things in perspective. All right. So my first piece of advice is don't play into the texting games. I think there's too many rules and too many games happening when it comes to texting in the dating world. I don't feed into the bullshit of, well, he took four hours to text me back. So I'm waiting five. If my phone is near me and I feel like talking, then I will respond when I want to. Because in reality, some people just get busy and can't respond or forget to respond or just need a break from technology. So if you think that someone you just matched with on a dating app is going to revolve their world around you and text you immediately every time, then you have some like narcissist kind of behavior that you have to work on because they don't necessarily owe you that much access to them. I've said this before in previous episodes. I have a thing for guys who work on boats. I live in South Florida, so there is no shortage of yachties and fishermen and deckhands and whatever other positions there are. And guys who have hands-on jobs are not going to be sitting on their phone all day like they possibly would if they were sitting in an office. Most of the boater guys that I have either dated or become friends with are typically horrible at responding. And luckily, I grew up around boats, so I get the maintenance and work that goes into it. So for me, it's common sense when they don't text me back for three or four hours. But I'm sure some girls that they match with don't really get it. So don't be petty and don't feed into the game and take forever to respond back. Respond when you want to. And if the other person is still playing a game like in your eyes, then either let it fizzle or address it with them. But I just think the the ongoing game that people play of like, oh, I'm going to take a week to respond now and a day. And it just it's not really worth it. So this leads me to my next tip of communication styles. I think it's really important to be open about your communication styles. Not that you need to give some detailed explanation, but I think in some cases it's important to disclose what your needs or expectations are at some point in the beginning. I did a series of polls on Instagram and 69% of the respondents said, yes, they do share that they don't like texting or they're not a quick responder or whatever the case is, which I think is great. I think addressing it is a way to go because it level sets any expectations you might have. And in the Instagram polls, 78% of respondents said, yes, they feel anxious when they don't get a quick response. So again, I think that's why it's important to level set expectations because 
if you're clear from the beginning that someone's texting styles or the fact that they're not going to get back to you really quick, or it might take them days to respond sometime or whatever, then that's going to make your anxiety go way down because now you're not thinking that they're going to be texting you back and forth all the time. Now for myself, my texting style varies. There are some days I'll text everyone back right away. And other days, only people who are super close to me will get responses while the others I may respond to in like three to five business days. (laughs) I try not to take that long, but sometimes it just, it just depends who it is. So like if I'm texting a guy And I notice that he's showing anxious behavior, whether it's texting me back immediately every time I respond or he starts to double text me or any of that type of behavior. I will let them know that sometimes I just need a break or I get busy with other priorities and friends and family. And this typically goes for guys that I haven't met yet. If I haven't met a guy and there isn't a date planned or it just seems like they're talking to me out of boredom or just to get a serotonin boost of a new notification on their phone then I will let them know that I have a busy week and I will let the messages sit there a little bit longer because repetitive and mundane conversations like that just waste my time and don't add anything to my life. Which leads me to my next tip of keep texting to a minimum. Personally, I don't see the point in texting all day, every day. I think it gets repetitive and boring. So I will simply just stop entertaining it at a point if the conversation has no actual substance because I don't want to keep repeating myself that I've had a busy week and my day is okay and work sucks and, you know, whatever the same five things I'm repeating. And I'm totally fine with texting every day or touching base with someone every day just to kind of like be on their radar. But I don't have to be going back and forth like a crazy person all day as well, just to keep the conversation going. I'm talking to this guy right now, and we've been talking for a little over a month. And we've only met once because our schedules are a little odd, but the conversation overall has been really great. We've talked about a lot of different things, and we've been able to get to know a lot about each other. But once we were getting close to the one-month mark of texting back and forth, I was like, hey, uh, we should probably try to meet soon just to kind of like, you know, see each other in person. Because I've said this before, you can have a great text exchange with someone and then not mesh with them in person or vice versa. I've talked to plenty of guys where the combo was kind of boring via text, but we were amazing in person. So it's all relative. I personally think that there should be an expiration date on the conversation. If there's no meeting in sight, I typically try to meet guys that I'm interested in within a week, mainly because I don't like to invest so much time into texting and then for it to be for nothing. I'd rather just figure out if we're good in person or not, and then move forward or end it. Also, I feel like when you're texting someone back and forth all day, for multiple days in a row, you really don't have a chance to miss that person or have a break. So people can become addicted to the conversation and the attention. And when the other person starts to relax and not text as much, I think it's a natural reaction to kind of panic and wonder what the shift was and if something's wrong or are they starting to pull away or are they going to ghost me or whatever. So... I think if you text at a natural and normal pace instead of marathon texting just for the sake of texting, you'll be better off in my opinion. Because then if they do end up ghosting you or ending it or whatever, then it's not such a blow because when you get used to texting someone all the time and it takes up a majority of your day and then that person is just gone, it hurts obviously way worse. So... I also just kind of like to have that balance of like, all right, I'm living my life, you're living your life, and we're just kind of like connecting when we're connecting and not making it this whole massive thing where like I'm telling every detail of my day. 
All right. My next tip is be comfortable in silence. It's okay not to be in contact with someone either every day or even a majority of the day, especially if you haven't met them in person yet. I did a poll on Instagram and 52% said they expect to talk to their match every day before meeting. And I think this shows why some people aren't successful in dating because the expectations are so different for people. We all crave some type of attention, especially if it's someone we're attracted to and want to potentially date. But in my experience, if you haven't met yet, the conversation is eventually going to run dry and you're going to run out of things to talk about. So it's okay for a combo to have a lull or die off for the day. And honestly, if you are afraid that there was just kind of like no closure for the conversation on that day, make up something. Be like, you know what? I'm going out with my friends tonight. I'm really not going to be on my phone, but text me tomorrow and then just leave it in their court. So then it's kind of an end of the conversation. They know you're doing stuff and it's not this awkward kind of elephant in the room. Now, if you deal with anxiety, you probably won't feel comfortable in the silence for a long time. So get a hobby and keep busy and don't sit around your phone waiting for them to text you back because it's going to drive you nuts. And I'm sure most of you have heard the saying, a watched pot never boils. So go out and do something, make plans with friends, watch a new Netflix series, get caught up on Real Housewives or whatever shows your guilty pleasure. Because sitting around as time slowly passes is not healthy and it's not worth the stress. And my last tip is take yourself out of the equation. This took me a while to learn, but my therapist has repeatedly given me this type of advice. A lot of times when people ghost you or fall off your radar or act cowardly, it's more about them than it is you. So understand that just because they're not texting you back when you necessarily want them to doesn't mean that it's a personal dig against you. You just need to respect the accessibility that they're allowing you to have in that moment. Because there could be a million reasons as to why they're not getting back to you that have nothing to do with you. For example, if I have friends over or I'm out with my friends, I'll check my phone to see who's texting me, but I'm not going to respond until I'm either home or not drunk, which is probably going to be the next day. I like to live in the moment with my friends because what's the point of being with them if you're just going to ignore their presence when they're around you? Also, just because people are active on other forms of social media or on their phones doesn't mean that you have access to them 24-7. Some people just need a break from people and technology, and that's okay. I work in a field where some days I'm talking to dozens of people, and at the end of the day, I'm over it. I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't care about anyone's day. I I just want to be sitting in silence or fucking off watching TikToks for three hours or something. (laughs) And I might even send you a TikTok while I'm simultaneously ignoring your text, but it's not personal. I think for myself personally, I just need to gain enough energy back for certain conversations. So, you know, that's just how I deal with it. All right, guys, that wraps up this episode. I hope this helps some of you put the texting games into perspective. And remember, don't take it all so seriously. Dating apps are a lawless place, just like the airport, and everyone is making up shit as they go along. So don't stress yourselves out and just go with the flow and take the pressure off because you're going to feel way better. As always, go follow me on Instagram, Dirty Blondes Pod. Head over to the link in my bio to anonymously submit any questions or advice you need answered. Also, check out my friends at Promescent. They're giving all my listeners 15% off their purchase. They have delay sprays, arousal gels, lubes, condoms, and sex toys. So take advantage of the discount with the code DIRTY15 at checkout. All right, guys. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. 